Welcome to the Everyday Ministry Podcast. We're a podcast where everyday ministers get together to discuss ministry. This is James White, one of the co-hosts here, and I have the privilege of sitting here with Chris. It's been a little while since you and I have been on an episode together, and really since we've done many episodes in general. It seems like it's been a few months. Yeah, it's been a while since you've even been on. I've been pretty busy over here, but glad to be back. Well, how's everything been since we recorded that? <laughs> Everything's been good, but it's been super busy. I think, I don't know if I talked about it before, but just doing some more art shows and stuff, setting up tables and booths, and so then making a lot more artwork because of that. And then Christmas time and all that kind of stuff, been pretty busy, but it's been good. And there's another big thing that's not a baby, but I won't talk about it. (laughs) You said another big thing, not a baby? Another big thing going on in our life right now that's definitely not a baby, but... uh, Pretty busy with that too, but I haven't been on forever. So, you know, it's really weird as a married couple, you really do have to say it's not a baby. <laughs> no matter what it is, like, so everybody jumps to oh, it's a baby. No, not a baby. Yeah, it's like, I don't, yeah, it's like every no matter what it is, it could be something that you just find important in your life. And you're like, they're just ready for you to have another baby. It doesn't matter if you just had one or not. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, um, it hasn't died down any, and we haven't had a kid, in, a new kid in six years, and it still happens. Yeah, I guess that's just part of it, right? Yep, it is. How about you? How are things going over in Vernon? Man, it's good. The last time I recorded in the episode we just released a few weeks back, I had mentioned that I had recently transitioned into a new church and been there about three months now, and it's going well, adjusting to a new position. But that's going good, and then enjoying my time there and enjoying just a different pace in ministry. Not that it's easier or even better, but just different. And so we're enjoying our time there. And as I said, our daughter's 10 months old, and she's into every single thing in our entire house. And so that part's not as fun, but <laughs> yeah, that comes with the territory, I guess. You know, a lot of people say this is the fun age, and it is. But also, really like the time when like I could lay her down. And she would be asleep, and I didn't have to worry about her like rolling or, you know, hurting herself. That was that was kind of nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, then she she's gonna get into like the really fun age where you can do like more interactive stuff, and she, you know, can interact with you and, and do that kind of stuff more fun. She starts talking and walking a lot more. Like my son, he's six, and uh, he constantly tries to beat me up and calls me weak. So that's pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, I'm gonna get bullied by my daughter. That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> like I'm, I'm not weak. I'm just way stronger than you. So I try my best not to hurt you, but he just thinks I'm weak. I'm sure there's a good sermon lesson in there somewhere. Well, this week's episode is you can kind of gather so far is that we're gonna be wrapping up our series on Donald Whitney's book of spiritual disciplines. And really, this is something we've been doing for several, several months, and we've walked through multiple disciplines and we're going to take a second here and chris is going to kind of list out and name the disciplines we've looked at started off with the introduction to the spiritual disciplines and you know what they're all all about and the fact that they're all you know for the purpose of godliness Uh, we're not just doing this to be better than anybody or like put another notch in our belt or win some kind of like christian trophy or whatever so all of these in the book is the name of a spiritual discipline and then for the purpose of godliness. So first we talked, first chapter was just talking about the spiritual disciplines. Um, second was uh, Bible intake. 
Did we do two on Bible intake? I'm not sure. I, I think we just did the one on Bible intake. We did one, at least one on Bible intake, and then also one in our Baptist faith and message on Scripture. Yeah, around yeah that's what I'm thinking. We did one on Bible intake because that was right around the same time as the Baptist faith and message on Scripture. Yeah, and then we did one on prayer, one on worship, evangelism, serving, stewardship, fasting, chapter 10, which is silence and solitude. And then we did journaling, which during that time we did a 30-day journaling challenge. Chapter 12 is learning. And then finally, which is what we're talking about tonight, is chapter 13. And that is uh, perseverance in the disciplines for the purpose of godliness. So I did look it up, and we did two on Bible intake. Also started this series in September of last year. I didn't realize it had been that long, but I guess it had. But on this week's episode, we want to kind of wrap it all up and kind of, as he says, this perseverance in this in the disciplines for the purpose of godliness, kind of continuing that theme of for the purpose of godliness, but really how to persevere in them. Really, before we jump into the meat of the conversation, I wanted to begin by reading a quote by Moran Lloyd-Jones, where he says, We must discipline our lives, but we must do so all the year round, not merely at stated periods. I must discipline myself at all times. To segue into the conversation tonight is that disciplining ourselves for the purpose of godliness is something that we have to do constantly, not something that we do only certain periods of time and certain parts of the year, but something that we should be doing, not just the first January and February of the year, but you know, year round. And I think that's important to know because we all are humans and therefore we need disciplines in our lives. Yeah. And I think that it's kind of like I was saying earlier, we're not, we're not trying to make a finish line or a trophy or anything like that, you know, other than passing on from this life to the next. Like that's, <laughs> that's when we finish the race. And uh, if we are being disciplined, it is one acknowledging the fact that we need discipline, that we lack it, that we have shortcomings in everything and all of these areas that we're not as godly or as holy as we could be. And that's where discipline largely comes in, that we are going to not only say fall off the wagon, but, uh, you know, there's going to be times where we are doing it certain things more than others or that we're being more disciplined certain times than others. And then there's actions we can take to help encourage us um, to be more disciplined than others. It's all part of it. You know, I think it's all wrapped in together that the book, this book is a good overview. And, you know, the discussions that we've had have been good overviews and introductions to a lot of these topics, but doesn't really stop. It doesn't stop there. And um, it's also why I think part of the reason that we even wanted to do this was because I know we had both um, read the book before. Both of us have taught classes at church mm -hmm. on this before, but uh, even for myself, revisiting all of these things have been good um, over this past <laughs> over a year now. So, you know, coming back to it, just to remind myself, it's, it's a book that I think for, you know, I, I don't know what the rest of my life looks like, but it you know, is one that I think that I will come back to multiple times, if not to read the entire way through, um, definitely to reference and just to kind of think about um, as you know, for the rest of my life, I think. Yeah, for me, it's one that I haven't done this every year since the first year I've read it, but a lot of years I'll revisit it in some capacity. 
really just to kind of spark a different fire or whatever in a particular area of my life, depending on the struggle or the difficulty I'm having. You say all that, and it kind of reminds me of a quote from Whitney's book on this chapter where he says, without practicing spiritual disciplines, we will not be godly. Mm -hmm. But what we should remember is kind of his second part where it says, neither will we be godly without persevering and practicing the discipline. And so, you know, we got to continue in this. We got to fight forward. But also just because we are practicing these disciplines don't make don't make us godly. Right. What makes us godly is allowing God to do something in and through these practices to make us more like Christ. And that's really the whole idea is, right, is that we would be sanctified in doing these things. So that kind of gets us to the point that we want to look at tonight is really just three different ways in which we are trusting that these are going to work in our lives, which is really trusting in the role of the Holy Spirit, trusting in a role of fellowship, and then also the role of struggle in this life. And so as we look at those three things, let's begin naturally by looking at the role of the Holy Spirit in practicing disciplines. Yeah, in terms of talking about the role of the Holy Spirit, I don't know if he, I don't remember if he uses this verse or not, but Romans 8, verses 12 through 14 says, Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation, but it is not to the flesh to live according to it. I'm sure he uses this somewhere in the book. but uh, For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are, children, or are the children of God. And I think that as Christians, we are... Are of course supposed to be led by the spirit and um one of the disciplines we have to overcome is the desires of the flesh and paul is saying here that we don't live according to the flesh we live according to the spirit and we take that in account with the fact that we have the spirit each and every one of us who are who have been regenerate we've been saved we've been baptized in the spirit and we have the spirit empowered ability to live according to good work, you know, to live according to scripture, to produce good works. We have the fruit of the spirit and that's produced from the spirit. It's not produced by us, but we're still called on to live according to the spirit and to make that decision not to feed the flesh. And that's, you know, Paul's putting those two things in contradistinction to each other. And this is where, you know, this kind of us playing the role in, discipline of mm-hmm. ourselves us playing the role and denying the flesh but also realizing that the spirit is who empowers us and gives us the desire mm-hmm. to even discipline ourselves and to to understand that we need discipline and how to do it so it is you know it is kind of one of these not a catch-22 or a contradiction or anything like that but it's those you have to hold both of these things in your mind that it's both the spirit working in you, but it's both, and, and as well as you who are working o- along with the spirit, uh, both at the same time. And it's not always just going to be this pleasant experience, right? It's in terms of we would, you know, our flesh just wants to instant gratification. Our flesh just wants to be lazy. Um, and something he does say in the book is that laziness has never led to godliness. That's the important thing to note when, when he really talks about this role of the spirit, you said the best when you said that gives us the power to do it, but also the desire to. And it's really this that our flesh is weak. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what you're watching right now, but like right now, I haven't got Disney Plus yet. 
because I've been waiting to finish up the semester and I really want to watch the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. And so they're about five episodes in now. Yep. And so whenever, whenever I get that, I'm going to really desire just to sit there and watch five episodes of that rather than do much of other things. And there's other ways that we can kind of relate this, but like you said, our flesh is weak. We'd rather have the instant gratification of streaming something on Netflix or Hulu or whatever your case would be for you as an individual or to go hunting or fishing, whatever your thing is in this life. And then there's going to be times where we don't want to approach God's word. Or, I mean, I know we've talked about some other ones like serving. Which sometimes we don't want to serve. Sometimes we don't want to fast. So there's a lot of different disciplines that it takes a lot of effort from us as individuals to discipline ourselves. But in doing that, what we're trusting is that God's going to work in them and through them to develop us to be more like Jesus. And I think you said this actually a lot, is that there's been many, many times where you went to the Word in a not-so-good manner, but you never walked away from it mm-hmm. in a negative way. Was that something you said? So, it sounds like something yeah, you would have yeah. said. Ballpark. Yeah. Okay. I think it was you. I mean, I could be wrong. This We've been doing this for a year and, and four <laughs> months now. and But I think it was you. And essentially what your point was is that there's been many times where you've approached God's Word in a not-so-worthy manner, but... After you approached it, there was some way in which God communicated with you uh, through it that you should, and it caused you to walk away glad and happy and joyful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the thing to remember is that as we approach these disciplines, the number one thing that we're trusting in is that God would work through them to sanctify us. And the number one way he does that is through his spirit. And so first and foremost, above all else, the thing that we're trusting in to preserve us and to call us to persevere in our discipline is the work of the Holy Spirit. But it has to go farther than that, right? It has to go deeper than that in a lot of ways. And that's where Whitney kind of gets on this idea of the role of fellowship. And personally, this is the one I think that we overlook so often is the importance of fellowship. And I would even word it differently and say church membership and pastoral accountability as as well as brotherly and sisterly accountability in our lives. One of the issues is that we've made the process of somebody coming to Christ as this easy thing that you really don't think much about is right. That just, you know, say this prayer or if, you, if you're struggling to have faith and just overcome it and do it now, um, we'll think about the side effects later or something of that nature, you know. Um, but when we're saved, we're also saved into a body of believers mm-hmm. and we're not saved into the body of Christ as an individual. And we really need other people in our lives to sanctify and help us grow in Christ. But also, we're called to be that for other people. And when we separate these disciplines from God's church, then we're really not practicing them correctly. Mm-hmm. And so I really like how Whitney has this role of fellowship in here. Now, does that mean, just to kind of th- th- go with that thought process, it doesn't necessarily mean that everyone that we have this fellowship with is part of our local church. I mean, for example, as Chris and I, as Chris mentioned earlier, we kind of fell on this topic because he had taught through it. I had taught through it. He's read it. I read it. Daniel read it. Daniel's led students in um, Bible studies with it. I mean, it's kind of why we landed on this because we've talked about it. We've referenced this and it's a Fellowship, right? We're encouraging one another, and that thirty-day journaling that uh, that Royce brought up—that when we did that challenge, that was a way that we had fellowship in doing that. 
So it goes beyond just local church, but I think it has it has to land there for a good bit of time at least. Yeah. Um, like one of the scriptures he uses is Ephesians four sixteen, which talks about uh, the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped. Uh, when each part is working properly, it makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. And I think it's important what you pointed out that we're saved to like into the body of Christ. He is our head. We are his body. I am not his body. I am part of his body. Um, and that I think it's easy for us to say, think, think on both extremes. We have people who do, uh, who are so, they like, I don't need the church. I just need me and Jesus and my Bible, like that kind mm -hmm. of thing. Um, and obviously, like it's been said before, those kind of people clearly aren't reading their Bible because if they did, they wouldn't say that. Um, and then you have the people who think they can, they can just go to church on Sunday morning and they don't have mm -hmm. to do anything devotionally. And there's nothing required of them uh, either in work or devotionally or anything like that in the disciplines. Uh, and both of those are wrong. It's not just you, your Bible and Jesus. It's not just showing up to church, hear a sermon and leave. It's both of you know, you need your time in scripture, your time in prayer, your time serving, um, mm -hmm. you know, your time serving with the church, your time hearing scripture taught to you, uh, your time hearing other people, people pray, praying with other people, all of those, you know, and all of the, the list goes as we've, as we've gone through. All of those things have both personal and corporate, you know, you mm -hmm. and the body of Christ working together. And there's there's differences in those things. So uh, you, you can't really, you can separate them, but you shouldn't separate them. Well, it's like, so Whitney says, anyone who measures progress in Christ's likeness only in terms of growth in his or her fellowship with God takes an incomplete measurement. And you know, I think that's just a wonderful quote for this because so often we look at our spiritual growth in such a selfish way. Um, and we look at it in just our own personal walk with Christ rather than that of the other other believers that we're a part of. Mm -hmm. And quite frankly, if we're separating the two, we're not doing, we're not really growing in Christ. We're growing in doctrine, not doxology, mm -hmm. or in knowledge and not praise. I mean, because we're not actually living out the truths of his word. And it's like you said earlier, are you really reading your Bible if you come to this conclusion that all you need is your Bible Jesus, right? The last matter of um, perseverance in the disciplines is uh, the role of struggle that that plays in our life. I think of James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4, I think. Mm -hmm. and it's, It says the word trial, and so I think it's very similar. I think we can kind of connect it in a lot of ways, but... In James 1, verse 2, it says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Now, like I said, obviously, he uses this word trial, and we're looking at this idea of struggle. And Really, it's just in principle is that struggle, trial, persecution, difficulty. God uses these things as means of disciplining us and mm -hmm. making us to be more like Christ. Um, and not to go to the fullest extreme, because if you look at myself in Chris, you know, I'm saying he's not a healthy guy, but he's not a weightlifter either. <laughs> um, 
we look at this idea of discipline and we see Paul uses multiple times in scripture as athletic examples, you know, mm-hmm. running a race, boxing, you know, these different things. Um, it's like when we work out our bodies, really when you gain muscle and strength, really things have to tear apart to re- rebuilt, right? To made back whole. And it's the same idea here is that sometimes we're going through difficult circumstances and hardship and just struggles in general. And God uses those for us to just maybe stop for a minute and focus on him in some capacity or another, or to reflect on his goodness in the, in light of a difficult time. Yeah. Like you said, I think just looking at any aspect of your life where if you want to accomplish something, you know, that struggle is going to come out or going to be part of it. Or like I was talking about earlier, we, uh, like I've had a busy couple of months because I was preparing for a few different shows, like art shows and uh, things like that. And it's been a lot of preparation because, you know, making paintings and like getting art prints and designing what my booth is going to look like and the setup and, you know, buying stuff and all that kind of stuff. And uh, the other night for one of Baton Rouge's biggest kind of art, crawl nights where it's like a huge neighborhood uh huge section of baton rouge mid-city um for like about a mile or two has artists and all kind of stuff like restaurants doing all kind of special stuff well i prep for this one event you know a lot because uh, it's going to be huge right and um we're on the way there and of course because we're in louisiana it started raining <laughs> as i've messaged you many times about many things i've been trying to do and it starts raining um so we get there and it, it just keeps on raining and it's time to set up and uh so we have to like set up me and my wife are there like setting up a tent and ponchos and then the tent's leaking because it's just raining so much and i can't set up any of my stuff because, you know, most of it will be ruined by a deluge of water or even a small amount of water. But, and you know, there's a lot of people who, there was spaces next to me where people didn't even show up that night. But after about an hour, the rain cleared up. And it ended up being a really great experience for us. We had a really good night. A lot of, like, a lot of people came by and that kind of thing. I mean, it was pretty much a constant stream of people for three straight hours, you know. And I just use that as like an earthly example of stuff that we work really hard for and stuff that we have to struggle through. But the one thing that's different about that, you know, different about what we're talking about tonight is that we are promised uh, a benefit through the struggle. You know, that night when it was raining on me, I wasn't promised anything. Like I didn't know what was going to come out of it. Um, But in terms of spiritual disciplines, we know what our spiritual promise is. We know the blessings that God has for us. Um, and this is a, it's an act of faith knowing that he has told us to do these things. He's commanded us. Um, and he has given his life for us. He has given us his spirit in order that we can do these things. Mm -hmm. Um, and while we're struggling, you know, again, to bring it back to a race, like we look to Jesus um, who is the author and the finisher, right, of our faith. Um, that is our goal, is to get to him. Again, the balance of knowing that he has promised us all of this. We have, we know that it's true, 
but we still have to act out in faith and struggle. And it's still a struggle because we're still in our bodies of flesh, but we know what the promises are. Um, and, 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 you know, that is, it's even more so than, you know, I know if I work out, I'm going to gain muscles or, you know, like that kind of thing. I know if I practice these spiritual disciplines, like God has told me to, I will grow in godliness. I will grow in sanctification and ultimately not earning my salvation, of course, because that's already given to us through Christ. But ultimately, uh, we'll reach glorification, uh, however long or short my time here on earth will be. And I think we even take a step farther and say, you know, even when we struggle to do these disciplines, or we struggle in specific disciplines to implement in our lives, that God will use that struggle in some way to benefit us to grow be, to be more like Christ. Mm-hmm. And so there's a very, very multiple ways to look at this idea of struggle and disciplines and connecting the two together. But the, the thing that comes to my mind, and this is such a dumb example, um, an almost over-spiritualized example, and I really hate to use it just because that's not who I am as a person, but... I remember um, when I had first started in the pastor uh, here when I first moved to Vernon. I happened to be back in my hometown for some reason, and I was in my truck at the time, and it was just, a, I mean, it was just a piece of junk, man. It was just not a great vehicle. And something happened, and it broke down on the side of the road, and I was, like, stranded for, like, an hour and a half, two hours. And, um, <laughs> and it's quite funny because... It was just one of those weeks where like life was hard, life was difficult. There was a lot of things going on, mm-hmm. and you know it was like Friday, and I still had to prep a sermon for Sunday and all that. I'm still trying to get used to all of those things, and now I look back on that, and I'm not saying God made my truck break down by any means, but in that moment, I was able to kind of refocus in and focus back in on God's word and kind of spend time in it and just kind of reevaluate and kind of focus back in on who God was and mm-hmm. his word and then pulled stuff into my life. And, you know, it's just one small way. And it's like my, my car broke down. That's not a big struggle, right? Mm-hmm. In lieu of the difficulties that people face in everyday life, that's nothing. But it was just a small thing that I remember that caused me to stop and reflect in just that moment. And there's other things that I face in this life. And I, I think if me and Chris got to talking, we would probably make you all depressed on some struggles we've had and how God's worked in them and things of that nature. And But we see that God not only uses the Holy Spirit or fellowship with believers, but also struggles in this life to kind of push us towards Jesus. Um, I'm actually reminded of Hebrews chapter 2, verse 10, when it's talking about Jesus here, and it's talking about him um, being made man and completing salvation for us. But at the end of verse 10, it says that should make the founder of their salvation, talking about Christ, perfect through suffering. Now, obviously, Christ was already perfect, so there's a lot more going on there. But a way in which he practices perfectness is through suffering. Mm-hmm. And the way he conquered it all was through suffering. And, you know, Christ himself says that the servants know better than the master, so therefore there is going to be time of persecution and mm-hmm. suffering. and hardship and if we rightly think of that as part of what god is calling us to we're going to look towards him in those sufferings mm-hmm. and it's going to cause us to have faith in him greater than we did it beforehand i think that's the point of suffering and how we kind of apply that in mm-hmm. person as well as our spiritual discipline yeah you're right 
that um, it's not even always just suffering as in, or, you know, struggle uh, as something separate to the discipline that it's actually all wrapped in together. Well, yeah. it's like we, when we did the 30 day challenge for the journaling, which was a fantastic idea by Royce, but that was at a very, the beginning of the, the semester for me. And I remember like I did it, I think four to eight times that, that whole 30 days. So I did terrible, uh-huh. um, but I did it more in those 30 days than I would have, if that challenge wasn't there, yeah. I kind of struggled through it because it was harder for me to do that. Yeah. But it was beneficial for me. It was helpful for me. And I think that's how all of these things kind of fall in our life often, if we look at it correctly. Glad that we've finally finished up the series. Uh, <laughs> you know, even if, if it was a struggle to get through, it uh, <laughs> it's it's been a blessing to me. I know, like, you know, the, the journaling thing is just a good example uh, and many other ones. Um, and just the... Keeping, you know, as we encourage each other, encourage anybody listening right now that, you know, to just for all these reasons to, you know, to continue and to persevere uh, for the purpose of godliness, which is the point behind all of this. And if maybe you're listening to this and you haven't listened to the other episodes, you're more than welcome to go back and listen to all those. We would love it if you did that. Mm-hmm. I would recommend above that is buying a copy of the book and reading through it. Yeah, we've just been kind of commenting and talking about his book, and um, he's much smarter than Chris and I. I think I know he's much smarter than me, Chris. I'll let you determine if he's smarter than you. And so, fantastic book, wrote by a great man of God, and highly recommend that you go back and read through it if you haven't. And if if you have, maybe this has been just a reminder to you of how impactful it was in your life and caused you to go back and read it. But Chris, before we jump off of here, real quick, I want to real quick. I just want to approach the plugs of the week. You got anything for us, man? I know you're moving and everything else, so you might want to recommend tape in a box. <laughs> I actually have. Can I recommend a conference? Yes. If you're listening to this in 2019 or the beginning part of January 2020, um, I'll be speaking at a conference in Laurel, Mississippi. Uh, on January 23rd. Uh, well, the conference is January 23rd through 25th, 2020. Uh, I will be there um, as, uh, and the other, the main keynote speaker will be uh, Dr. Tom Nettles, who will be speaking all of the nights. Topic will be faith and repentance. Um, <clears throat> so, again, that's, and it's called uh, Deep South Founders Conference. So, if you just go to deepsouthfounders.com. You can see information about that. Um, and uh, if you're interested in more of, you know, maybe a topic similar to what we've been talking about or in sanctification, um, there's a book called The Whole in Our Holiness by Kevin DeYoung. Um, and I recommend reading that. That's another book that I've returned to multiple times um, over the years. And it's just a good practical and theological book. How about you? Awesome. Well, First off, this is something that I hadn't told Chris off the air, but I'm going to have to say it again, is if if I was him, I would just be glad I wasn't following, following Tom Nettles, and <laughs> luckily he's going to speak before him. Yes. <laughs> but that's okay. Um, he, he's not saying it now, but when we first talked about it, he said, well, I still got to preach to Tom Nettles, so, um, but it'll be good. I think it's going to yeah. be good. I'm going to, I hope I can make it, man. I hadn't said much to you about it 
um, because of some other things that me and you've talked about. And, and I'm not sure if it's going to be feasible for me this year, but I really would like to come down there. I think Lowell's only like three and a half hours from me, if that. And so, and so I may try to drive down there that day and hear, hear you speak and enjoy it. Um, yeah, and we'd actually get to meet in person because we've never done that before. I know. Well, I was going to come down to New Orleans the whole yeah. week, like the first week in January. Yeah. But but some things kind of prevented me to, and so uh, I'm not going to be able to. Because they have their uh, is it a, the apologetics conference thing that they're yeah. doing. Yeah. Uh, I could take like two classes through that, and so that's why I was going to do it. But my plug of the week is pretty simple. Is um, If you have – like this really isn't that beneficial unless you have an iPad Pro and the Apple Pencil. So if you don't have all those things, or I guess the Galaxy has their form of something similar. I guess you the, the new lines of iPads all have the pencil, so I don't know. Okay, do they? Uh, yeah, a lot of the newer newer ones use the old pencil. Okay, well, it's only good if you have like a a, a decent stylus for an iPad. It's not as helpful on the phone or like an, an older generation iPad, mm. but it's ESV has come out with what they're calling the Bible journaling and they're dotted, which I freaking love because mm. I dot, dot is superior to lines, but also just love. They also have the dark mode as well as the regular mode. So it's like the black paper and the white paper. And if you're a part of the ESV crossway plus or something like that it's free you get like 60 percent off right now and so it's like 12 bucks to get it what's awesome about it is you can actually print off these pd because they provide you the pdfs is all it is so you can download and print off the pdfs if you wanted to as well mm -hmm. and so it's pretty nice mainly for me because whenever i do sermon prep that's kind of where i start i just start with printing off the scripture and hunt underlining, highlighting, marking the scripture itself. And then I'll go to commentaries and other things. And so that's like the early stages for me. So it's really nice to have that without having to copy and paste from Logos every time and yeah. make my own PDF and printing it off. So, hmm. so yeah. Um, but the conference above all else, man, if, if you're listening um, and you happen to say, hey, look, well, I'm, I plan on attending that, reach out to us. Well, at least know that Chris will be there. Um, yeah. And so reach out to us and we'd like to meet you if you decide to go to that. And um, maybe Chris and I will meet for the first time in person as well. <laughs> yeah. And you want to add before we jump off here? Yeah, that's it. Awesome. Well, guys, we hope you've enjoyed not only this episode, but our series on spiritual disciplines. At this point, what we plan on doing on the third, the third Mondays is just to continue through the Baptist faith and message twice a month. That way we could kind of knock it out and then just do some different things after that. So this has been another episode of the everyday ministry podcast. And we're a podcast where everyday ministers get together to discuss ministry. Awesome. We'd like to thank you for listening to today's episode of the everyday ministry podcast, where we seek to provide quality content first through our full length episodes that release every first and third Monday of the month. And second through the minister's minute. These are short 10 to 15 minute episodes that release every second and fourth Monday of the month in which one of our co-hosts will seek to answer a specific question related to everyday ministry. If you enjoyed today's episode, we encourage you to subscribe and rate the podcast through the podcast catcher of your choice. We can be found on iTunes, 
Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, and YouTube. Today we pray peace and grace for you through our Lord Jesus Christ, and happy ministry.